Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of the fuckery where you're disappointed but not surprised co-host. I'm Addie. I'm Alex. So we promised you guys another spooky series episode which we're gonna do but first we gotta touch on what's actually going on in the world right now do we have to (laughs) now we do (laughs) the election they're still counting the ballots and it's actually way scarier than any ghost story that we're gonna yeah i think the world's gonna end after this i feel like there's gonna be a war Probably. Maybe another civil war, which I wouldn't mind. Well, that's what all like the memes are saying. Yeah. I just truly think, and I don't even want to like say it, but I'm going to fucking say it because we're undisappointed but not surprised. So we don't give a shit what we say. Um, That no matter who wins. So we're recording right now and they still don't have a winner. Um, When it launches, they actually might in a few days. Nevada's fucking slow as fuck. (laughs) Like, still sleeping and counting the ballots or whatever. Um, But, yeah. So, that's where we currently are at at the moment. We're recording on a fucking Thursday night. But I truly, like, almost think that there's going to be some form of, like, either way. Like, a shooting or a riot or something like that. Yeah, the people were already getting ready to riot. Because I've never seen anything, like any election, so heated. Yeah. yeah. And like violent towards each other. Right. Yeah, like, I don't get that. I'm so Switzerland. I stay out of all fucking politics. I just don't involve myself. That might sound really naive, but that's how I like to live Who in cares? my fucking Everybody's bubble. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. And if right? you're indifferent, you're entitled to be that way too. It's crazy. But then there's some people that are like cutting off family members over this. Yeah, I don't understand that. Like you voted for Trump. Fuck you. I'm never talking to you again. And it's like their own sister. Or you voted for Biden. Like I'm never, I'm breaking up with you. Like, yo, these people don't know who the fuck you are. The presidents don't know who you are. So why do you give a fuck about them so much? Exactly. Again, maybe that sounds so naive, but I don't understand ruining relationships in your family over a difference in opinion for politics. Well, that's why they always say, don't talk about religion. Don't talk about politics and what finances. Like the three things you don't talk about people with. Right. I mean, talk to people. I understood what you meant. You know what I mean? (laughs) I got you. Yeah, but I mean, like, there are some people that are psycho about it. It's like, calm the fuck down. I don't really give a fuck who you voted for, but if you're shoving it down my throat or getting angry and wanting to be violent about it, like, sorry, no. Like, it's just annoying to me. And you're not going to change my opinion no matter how hard you try. But the only thing that you're going to do is change my opinion of you. Right. Like, because yo, now I think you're a mentally unstable psycho that's intolerant of anybody else's beliefs. Exactly. Like going and punching people in the face that are wearing a fucking MAGA hat for no reason. Yeah. Get, like grow up. Grow the fuck up, it's man. It's really ridiculous. It's crazy. So we have a friend, <laughs> Kevin, that is- We love you, Kev. We love you, Kev. And Alex and I are not saying who we're voting for. This is nothing to do with who we like, who we- don't like whatever. But we have a friend, Kevin, that is so pro-Trump Yep, that it's to the obsessive point of the rallies 
of being on Fox News. Fox News, the posts, the political posts, the fully clothed MAGA outfit. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, he's interested in being in politics. So, like, you know, good for you getting right, your foot he was in the door do, by doing like, this. Senator. Like, he wanted yeah, he to, wants to be the senator. Uh, run for run state for senate. senate. Yeah. So... We were like crying at how focused he is on this. So of course, of course, we have to fuck with him. We totally, we totally fucked with him. So the night before election night, I mean, we each chipped in. Me, Nina, and Alex, we chipped in like thirty-five bucks each. Yep. We got because he's so pro-Trump. We got Biden cardboard cutouts, Biden bobbleheads, magnets Biden for his car, <laughs> car magnets. We got. We made our own signs my parents gave us poster board we wrote on a roll of toilet paper biden on every Dude, sheet kevin goes to me he's like how long did that fucking take that toilet yeah, paper i was like i don't know like three hours but it was so <laughs> worth it alex toilet papered his entire house so we sneak over there at like one o'clock in the morning his mom is sleeping on the fucking couch. Alex sees her snoring her ass off in the <laughs> recliner through the window. And I'm like, guys, be quiet. She's right there. As I trip over this fucking chair that's sitting in his driveway. I told him that too. I'm like, yo, move that fucking chair. It's like in your driveway. What do you live in Levittown? Where you just like sit on your front lawn. <laughs> we see him up in the window upstairs. We are loud as fuck. We have president's masks on. We go in there like... Oh, yeah. We had wigs, beards, <laughs> masks. Like point break style. I don't know how the neighbors didn't call the cops. And we were loud as fuck. And we, we were, were laughing. so loud. Maybe his neighbors can't stand him. And it's like, good. Good. Fuck Kevin. <laughs> so we toilet paper the whole house. We take the paint pen signs. I stole them from my job. Oh, yeah. We write, ride in with biden all over his car we get his mom's car we get the mini school bus that's next to his house the whole house is covered in toilet paper we, we tape cardboard cutouts of biden to his fucking front door oh my god and then the posters and then my parents even gave us the poster board with like little christmas signs like you know the to and from yeah so we write to kevin love joe biden on the <laughs> So we do that. We are in tears rolling. And it's we don't do it again because we're pro-Trump or pro-Biden. It's just no, to it was fuck just with to fuck him. with Kevin. <laughs> because when somebody's so serious about something, it's we funny. have to make we a have joke. to fuck with you. Yes. So the next morning, this is the best part. Oh. Oh yeah. So there's a box that at Alex, my house. She just got a shipment for like this dresser. And it's this huge cardboard box. And we write on the box, Biden-Harris 2020, and we leave it on his front lawn. And we, like, stick it and tape it in his front lawn. So he wakes up the next morning. Apparently, this is what happens. He goes outside. He sees that his house, I mean, we... We bought $150 worth of fucking paraphernalia yeah. to cover his house. And an uh, entire roll of toilet paper. And handmade shit, too. Right. So he sees that his house is just massacred in Biden. He fucking calls the cops. He thought it was Antifa. <laughs> he literally thought Antifa was toilet papering his house. I said, bro, they would shoot you. They would like, set your house on fire. Right. They're not going to leave Christmas signs like to Kevin, love Joe and Jill. I said that I was like, he would, they would be torching your shit. Right. Not like riding, riding with Biden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
been putting. They're not going to spend money at Party City. He said that he had his mom's bags packed, ready to move her to Queens to safety. <laughs> So he's crying. The mom's crying. Yeah, she was like crying. I was like, oh my God. The mom is hysterically sobbing. So he calls his friends. His friends don't admit that they did it because they didn't do it. Right. So then he calls the fucking cops because he's in such a panic that he thinks it's fucking Antifa. His mom's throwing all her like his clothes mom, yeah. in his suitcase. His mom's sitting there with the shotgun, like sobbing, thinking they're all gonna die. So <laughs> the cops come. The cops come to the house. They're like, uh, do you know any like cheerleaders that would do this to you? And it's clearly girl handwriting all over right. everything. Right, and I said that to him too. I was like, dude, what man has this handwriting? Exactly. Like it ain't Antifa. So then, of course, the cops are assessing the damage, right? Not damage, but just like. Yeah, like the, the cop was like fucking laughing. laughing. <laughs> so then, of course, apparently they're all outside and the wind picks up. Because it was really windy it that morning. It was really windy. And blows the box over that we write Biden-Harris <laughs> 2020. And fucking Alex <laughs> did not take the shipping label. I did. <laughs> I took some. I peeled something off. Because you even asked me before we left. Did you take your name the off name with? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So it says her full Guess name. Guess what, guys? My name and address <laughs> were on address. the box. <laughs> And we weren't going to tell Kevin for another four years yeah, till next election. Yeah, and he would have never knew. He would have never I'm secretly known. glad he did know it was us, though, because, because that's hilarious. sobbing. Yeah, and then what? Then after I was talking, because then he called me back, because yeah. he was pissed at first. Yo, he was heated. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, my God. And then I had to tell, like, the cops, like, it was a joke, and yeah. the cop was, like, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> what are they going to do? Press charges for, like, what? What? Vandalism? There's no I go vandalism. It's toilet paper. I go before the judge like sorry i put toilet paper on kevin's car <laughs> we put tape and poster board. like if we keyed his car like that's biden different. like yeah, that's fucked we would never do that but yeah whatever and then he called back and he's like all right i'm laughing now mm -hmm. i was nervous like whatever he was fucking cracking up when he got on the phone with me but he's in love with me so right there's so no it's different that he would ever yell at me no not you he would scream at me he told me he was gonna write a facebook post about me yep. and like all this shit and i'm like okay, okay go i don't care it. <laughs> and then he calls me and he's like, yo, he's like, I mean, if it wasn't for the fuck up, that'd be like, a, that was like a really good prank. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, he was riding with Biden all the way to the fucking car wash to get that car paint off <laughs> of his windows. He's like, how do you get this shit off? I'm like, I don't know. Windex? It's Windex. That's it's what I said. Car paint for like, you know, when I, they do it for dealerships, like I sale. said that. I was like, Addie got it from her job. It has to come off like with Windex or something. It's Windex or soap and He's water. like, I hate you guys so much. <laughs> like, sorry, Kevin. And he's like, and how'd you know I was running for Senate? I'm like, oh, we made that up because we wrote Kevin for Senate. Kevin for Senate. But no, he really was running for Senate. He wants to now. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. We just made that up. So we just wanted to make kind of light of the situation because people are not sleeping or eating. Yeah, and so chewing you, their nails yeah, off. Yeah, if you take it too seriously, we'll just come to your house and like toilet paper it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call the police. Don't call the police. It's not Antifa. It's your disappointed but not surprised Your mom doesn't have to go to Queens. <laughs> Stop crying, loser. <laughs> so anyway, continuing to our spooky series. So... 
when we did it, we skipped last week because I wasn't feeling good. But two weeks ago, we were on our way to the city when we recorded the episode. And we ended up going on a ghost tour that night. In Greenwich Village. In Greenwich Village. Let me tell you, Greenwich Village is fucked. The ghost tour wasn't even scary. The city is scary. Dude. That, okay. For people who don't know Greenwich Village... They have $23 million brownstones there. Yeah. Like you're not, you need to be a millionaire to live there. Like a plain and big millionaire. Yeah. Like a, like, like that's celebrity people. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking homeless people. We're, we're New York City. Anybody that hasn't been to New York City, like it's a lot of homeless people. It's always been a lot of homeless people. Right. But they they mind their business. You know, they're usually sleeping on the side of the road. They're sitting there. I mean, these people, Alex and I don't get afraid of a lot of stuff. We were planning our fucking escape route in case we got slashed in the fucking face. I was like really getting anxiety and I really don't get anxiety ever. I was getting like Ajita. I was like one of these people people are gonna like slash us they really kept coming up to the guy asking for beer the other guy screaming the other guy the guy on the rollerblades that almost crushed me yeah yeah and they were like naked and just yelling in our fucking faces there was like an orgy going on there was a couple weird orgies going on a naked uh transvestite in one of the parks yep with yeah. her titties hanging Naked. out. Naked. And then there was like a weird three-way orgy yep. with like a lot of interpretive dancing. And they were all like on fucking crystal meth and shit. Yeah. It was fucking weird, man. Like, I don't care. Like, I feel sorry for the homeless people and stuff. This is on another level of like. Because they're coming up to you and they're screaming in your right. face. Yeah, I don't like that. And they're that. getting in your face when you're literally walking in Greenwich Village just minding your business. <laughs> what about the guy that was literally laying on the sidewalk and he kept looking at us and going, eh. <laughs> like, uh, and then he's like, I got cotton mouth. <laughs> like, we're like, please, can we cross this fucking street? I know, do not grab my ankle right now. I, I just want to walk. Yeah. It was fucking scary as fuck. It really was. I couldn't even concentrate on the goddamn ghost. No, there was nothing really going on with the ghost tour. It was just us like shuffling out of the way of the fucking crazy cracked out homeless people. Like on my worst crack day, I was never like that. This is on another level. It was on another level. I felt like we got abducted by aliens and dropped off on the planet of misfits. Right. Like, yeah, it was weird. It was fucking weird as fuck. Fuck, man. And it's like, I don't know what was up with the interpretive dancing all over the city. Yeah, there was a lot of that going on. There was a lot of it. And like, <laughs> there was just like some homeless people like rolling blunts jamming to it too. Yep. With like these weird women in masks, like interpretive dancing everywhere. It was very strange. And like, we can't even explain it to the full extent. Like it was something that you have to witness with your yeah. own eyes. And then you're going to want to be blind because you actually saw that. Right. And you're never want to go back to the city. No, again. I don't care if I ever go to the city again for another five years. Nope. It was fucked up. It really was. I was like, the city's like garbage. The now. city's garbage. So the ghost tour was a bust. Yeah. But I faced my fears and Alex and I last week. So there was a storm last week. Oh, right. It was fucking like the power was out. The lights were, you know, flickering. Mm-hmm. It was pouring rain out. Um, the The trees were blowing. So I went and I bought a Ouija board. 
Of course we did. Uh-huh. Because I was always petrified to play it. I've never fucking played a Ouija board before. After hearing my tattoo artist had a story where she had a poltergeist in her house after she played. And then Alex's story of when she played the Ouija board. Yep. Like fucking scary shit because I fuck with a lot of spirituality I will literally sit in a fucking graveyard and like call on spirits but I know how to cleanse it right where it's with this I don't know what's gonna come through with it I've never done it before plus you're supposed to play it outside but since it was monsooning out no it was literally like a torrential downpour we couldn't do that so we just opened a door yeah we opened the door we saged we were like positive vibes yeah only letting love and light in only letting positive energy in dude it fucking worked yeah it did we even videoed it we videoed it and we posted a little clip on our tiktok so as we're doing it and we're just like chatting and we have the video running and we're like not really calling on anybody yet and in the video we see this like orb like this weird like blob thing over like kind of over the the board. board yeah And it was this like weird, and you see it in the actual fucking video camera. Right. So then we're like, all right, I guess it's time to play. So we start, we call on, you know, whoever's out here. Is there somebody out here? And it slowly fucking shifts to yes. Yep. And you're like, dude, stop moving it. I'm like, I'm not moving it. I really thought you were fucking around and doing it. No, I'm not. I wasn't moving it. And then we asked it a couple of questions. Some of it, it didn't know. Some of it, it did know. Right. Like, it was kind of fucking creepy as fuck. Yeah. But it was moving. But I think it was pretty legit because there were some, like, it just didn't move at all. So it it's like, okay, next question. And then we'd ask it something. And then it would, like, go to the answer. And we're yeah. like, okay. Yeah. And then it would say yes. And then sometimes it would shift to no. And it was a slow shift. But it definitely moved. Right. So then we decided to close out. We asked it. We played for like 25 minutes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then there were some things that we did not want to ask it just because we don't want that energy going to those questions. Right. Like we don't know what kind of spirits in the board. Right. Like, I mean, it could have been our grandmothers or or it could have been a fucking demon. Yeah. It could have been like one of my exes that died. (laughs) (laughs) And is here to haunt me. (laughs) Seriously. So then we go and you have to push it over the goodbye. You can't just stop playing. So it says goodbye on the board. And you have to say something like, all right, we're closing out. And then you have to run it over the goodbye. So we literally run it over the goodbye and the fucking orb disappears. Yep. It was so freaky and then the dog started barking and staring at the ceiling yep it was that was fucking fucking weird freaky we don't know if like a tree branch fell or something like that or i don't know but we didn't hear anything but like it was yeah it was fucking crazy it really was so anyway guys it works we don't recommend playing it but no do it and let us know your stories dark yeah do it and let us know your stories or anybody that has any stories like that go and message us on instagram Ooh, follow us on instagram disappointed but not surprised and then our tiktok is dbns period podcast our facebook is disappointed but not surprised podcast twitter is podcast.dbns yeah we're all fucked up so just follow us yeah Okay, guys, so we got a couple of scary write-ins for you. Or not scary. I don't know. We're just They're creepy. They're creepy. Um, so just a couple of little ghost stories. So, Alex, you go first. Okay, so this one somebody wrote in. Uh, it's one of our girl followers. 
Um, and she said, I always felt like there was something unsettling about my attic. It was more than just usual attic creepiness. One night I had a dream about another woman that, and she was wearing my wedding dress. She looked sad and lost. The next day I went up there and found that my wedding dress box was open and there were dirty smudges resembling fingerprints on it. That's fucking creepy as fuck. Can you that imagine is, that? No, I'd be burning that fucking thing. I might throw it out. I might actually move too. Who am I kidding? My old place is haunted. You wouldn't and I move. Didn't move. <laughs> well, I did eventually, but the not because of that. follow you. Yeah, really. You wouldn't move. <laughs> okay, we have another one. There might be a ghost where I work. Not going to lie, I do not believe in ghosts at all. But recent events have made me start to question that notion or my own sanity. I work as an admin in a small college and due to the pandemic, I work from home for a few months. That changed about two months ago when it was decided that full-time workers had to come back and work in the office part-time. The first month my manager and I worked half days every day so I would see him on his way out as I came in. Then we decided that we would work two full days every week and once every other Friday. Honestly, it's a pretty sweet gig, but strange things started to happen when we changed the schedule. It started out small with these little feelings. When I would go to the bathroom, there just seemed to be something sinister about walking down the hall and I would feel like someone or something was watching me. It certainly doesn't help that due to budget cuts, some of the hallways have the lights turned off. About two weeks ago, I walked in the restroom and heard one of the stalls doors close behind me as if someone had just shut the door, but no one was there. Trust me, I checked. See, I work in a department-specific building with all of our teachers out. It's just me and my boss in the office every day. Of course, we have people that clean the building, but they come in the morning and late in the afternoon, so most of the time it's just me now. Then the other day, I heard whistling down the hall, but again, no one was supposed to be in the building, so I walked around the building, and sure enough, I did not find anyone. Then just yesterday, I was working in my office, and I heard the cleaning machine turn on somewhere near on my floor, somewhere nearby on my floor. It was kind of annoying, so I went to check on it and maybe ask the cleaning crew when they would finish, but to my surprise, I found the machine running in the middle of our hallways all alone. I turned Ooh. it off. I know. I turned it off and looked around to see if any of the cleaning crew was around, but I didn't find a soul. I freaked out so bad and right, went right into my office and shut my door. I haven't talked to my manager for fear that he might think I'm being silly, but he certainly hasn't said anything weird that has been happening to him. So I don't know, maybe I'm just being paranoid and someone from the cleaning room is coming at odd hours, but maybe some random person is coming into the building without me noticing them. But why can't I find them when, uh, when those things happen? Tell me, what do you think? Am I going crazy? No, no, I think that there is a ghost. Definitely. Shit just doesn't turn on by itself. No. And like, I don't know. I've had weird shit happen where things just move. And like, there's no explanation for that. You're right. No, I think that's a ghost. I don't think you're going crazy. I agree. Especially with that being like, you're the only one in there. Yeah, that's weird. Mm -hmm. And the fucking whistling when you know you're all alone and then you look yeah. out in the halls and there's nobody there. Well, that happened to me one time. I think I told this in like a previous episode, but I'll tell it again since we're doing spooky. Um, I was a kid and I was home by myself. My mom had to like run to pick my sister up from like a sport or something. And it was literally like she'll be, she would be gone for like 10, 15 minutes tops. I was young though. I was probably like eight, nine, 10 maybe. Um, so I was in our computer room, which was like upstairs in the house, like the main floor playing like a, a game. And all of a sudden I hear like whistling and in the house. Yeah. And like, 
My stepdad was at work. If he even was around at that time, I don't know. My mom was gone because she I saw her leave. And then my she was picking up my sister. So there's literally nobody else would have been in the house. So I'm like, hello? Like thinking like, okay, did my grandma come over? Did somebody come over? No one's saying anything, but I'd hear heard the whistling. So I closed the door to the computer room and I was like hiding. And I'm like, I would be oh, fucking shaking at 10 years old. God, I was scared shitless. And then all of a sudden I hear the fucking doorbell ring. So I'm like the front door and I'm like, oh my God. So I like army crawl under the window <laughs> to get to like to see out and I like look out and it like looked like somebody was walking down my driveway it looked like my next door neighbor who was like old so I'm like oh I get like uh, what the fuck was he like in the house whistling like, I don't know so I called my mom and I was like well like how far away are you like and she was like no I'll be uh I'm on so-and-so's road I'm I'll be there in two minutes and I'm like okay I was like, must have been white as a fucking sheet when she came in. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, um, so-and-so neighbor was just here. Uh, he like rang the doorbell. I don't know what he wanted. So my mom's like, oh, okay. And we were like friendly with them. My mom was like friendly with them. So she went over there to see like what he wanted. And she comes back. She goes, he said he wasn't over here. And I'm like, well, somebody rang the doorbell. I thought it was him like walking down the driveway towards their house. And she's like, he said no. And like my heart dropped because somebody was definitely whistling in the fucking house. That's and so then creepy. somebody definitely rang the fucking doorbell. That's so creepy. Yeah, dude, I was freaked out. I'd almost rather have it be a ghost than an actual person in your fucking house. Well, yeah, 100%. But like, like, definitely. Yeah, it's weird. That house might be haunted too. I don't know. My sister said she saw somebody in the house. She was in the basement at this time. And she heard like footsteps on the stairs and she like turned around and she could see because the way the stairs are, you could only see like you could only see somebody's half of their body like yeah. going up. She would saw in the a basement, wom- right? Yeah, yeah. She saw a woman in high heels walking up the steps, but nobody else was home. Yeah, that's fucking She still weird. says it to this day, too. And it's like, that shit's just not made up, you no, know? No, you remember that shit yeah, specifically. I was fucking petrified. Well, your sister also recently thought that somebody was home and saw her, a man, like a hand. Yeah, She was the in the door. shower and she saw a hand shutting the bathroom door. And then she called her ex-fiance, who they were together at the time. Yeah. He wasn't home. She called your cousin because the cousin lives in the basement. They weren't home. Right. And then she went outside and the dog was on her bed like petrified. Like a leaf. Shaking. And like, let's be real. If there's a person in the house, the dog is going to bark. Yeah. The thing would be barking its head off, especially her dog. It's like a little like chihuahua thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yippy thing. Yeah. And like anybody who walks in the house, like, like my dogs. Right. This, this poor dog was shaking Shaking. like a fucking leaf. And then so so was my sister, obviously. Yeah. Because she she saw the fucking hand shut the door in the bathroom. Yep. That's so creepy. I know. It's weird. I'm like getting chills talking about it. <laughs> you don't live there. No, thank God. And then, all right. So when somebody else wrote in, this is weird too. Okay. Uh, I woke up in the middle of the night to find my bedside lamp on, which I never leave on. I glanced to the end of the bed and on the chair there was me 
sitting calmly reading a magazine that I'd left earlier that evening. I, the real me, was chilled through suddenly and my insides felt like ice. I just lay there and then her, me version two, looked at me, no smile, no change of expression. The next day, the magazine was still on the other side of the room and it still freaks me out to this day. Well, that's weird. What do you just see yourself? Yeah, I guess. Like... I guess the ghost can mutate into like whoever it wants to look like. Maybe it was like an ancestor that like looked like her or something. Oh. You know, like, I don't know. Or maybe they're just on drugs. Or maybe it's like sleep paralysis and you think you're awake, but you're actually dreaming. Right. Or it's like Fight Club where you're like seeing the version of yourself or something like that. Right. And you're like making it up or you're just schizophrenic. I was going to say, is he schizo? Maybe. I don't know. Speaking of which, did you ever hear about of like the Slenderman thing? Oh, kind of. Yeah. That's a weird, it's weird too. Wait, what happened again? I know it was like a murder in the woods of like 12 year olds. Yeah. Well, so it's like this fictional character that's extremely tall, like a giant. Okay. He has no face. It's like pale white. He's in a suit and he has like really long arms. And it's like, I don't know, he supposedly like lures kids into the forest where he has his like kingdom, but then he kills them. I don't know. Is it like a Bloody Mary type mythical thing? Right? Yeah, it's like a myth. Yeah, right. it's like a story. Somebody made it up like and then but people like believed in this shit. Well, we all believed in Bloody Mary as a kid. And how many times did we spin around in the fucking <laughs> bathroom mirror thinking it was going to happen? That's that is true. I totally did that. I did it too. 100%. Just to scare myself yeah. like an idiot. Yep. But uh, yeah, so then the one of these girls from, uh, God, where was it? Wisconsin um, was like schizophrenic and like really believed in him and convinced their other friend to like stab their best friend to death. They stabbed her like 12 times. Yeah. I know this part where yeah. it's like the murder and then they left her in the fucking highway. Yep. And then At so that they could. 12 years old. Yep. To go see, to go live in Slenderman's kingdom. Like they literally thought they that. Sa- were they sacrificing her? Something like that. I guess. Like they stabbed her like 12 times. They brought her into the woods. They left her by a drain. I know this part to like bleed out or yeah. something like that. And then a cyclist found her on the side of the road. Right? Yeah, they like dragged her over to the side of the road, which I don't At get 12 why. 12 years old. Yeah, I mean, come on. Imagine being the parent of that kid. Of the schizo or the kid that got stabbed? Well, I mean, both, I guess. Yeah. But the schizo one had a schizo dad. That's oh. how they figured out, like, okay, yeah. She's schizo. Yeah. And they never went to jail. They went to, like, mental health facilities yeah. for, like, 25 years and then 40 years. Well, the other one, the one, the schizo one, had, like, no remorse whatsoever. No. The other one, like, felt bad. That's so fucked up to stab somebody 12 times and just not show any emotion for it. I know, it. and they said that she, like, they sorry. were, like, millimeters away from hitting her, like, artery in her heart. Like, she could have easily died. 100%. And now, I mean, over a fictional fucking over character. Slender Man? But, like, what's the whole thing? Like, Slender Man, you're going to go into its kingdom and, like, well, be they reborn? Thought, they thought that he would, like, accept them in or something like that. What do they think the fucking kingdom is? Do you know? It's, like, his house in the woods that they want to just, like, live at. Oh. My. God. Yeah. At 12 years old, I think I knew better. 
At 12 years old, I definitely knew better. And at 12 years old, I don't even think my brain went there to even think about stabbing one of my fucking friends. Right. My brain still doesn't go there to do that. But like now, like, I don't know. But like at 12 years old to bring your fucking friend and like into the woods and just stab the fuck out of her to go into this mythical creature's home. This says, um, Slenderman appears in places we rarely frequent these days. Abandoned crumbling halls, deep woods, a playground with a rickety steel jungle gym. He's a suburban ghoul with his own history and methodology and of late has become the object of controversy due to an attack in Wisconsin during which two girls stabbed another in order to appease Slenderman's dark needs. It was a horrible story to underlies how little we know about uh, psychology, blah, blah, blah. Okay. His, uh, yeah, so basically it's an urban legend. Somebody made him up, put him on creepy pasta, and that's about it. I guess like he doesn't really have a backstory. It's just, he's just made up, and I guess he has a little house in the woods that kids want to go live at. And we'll, like, what is he, literally... fucking Hansel and Gretel I, shit? Right, yeah, basically. they pro- That's where they probably, like, thought of it from. Probably. Apparently, he does not directly kill his victims. Instead, he encourages others to in order to please him. Interestingly, the places he haunts are all but gone now. Thanks to breathless news coverage of murder and mayhem, children are rarely allowed to wander in woods alone or play in abandoned buildings. But yeah, now there apparently there's a game created around the myth. Involves walking through a darkened forest surrounded by a chain link fence. All you have to do is find eight pieces of paper tacked nearby trees. As you find the papers, the buzzing of crickets and the rustling of the photorealistic trees change to a steady pounding. Slender Man is afoot. He doesn't kill you. You simply disappear into a cloud of electronic snow. That sounds so real. (laughs) (laughs) We should sacrifice somebody to see if it's true. I'm down. Okay. My cheating ex. (laughs) Yeah. Well, listen, we did the Ouija board. Now we'll do Slender Man. Okay. We'll do Bloody Mary. Okay. I've done Bloody Mary. It didn't work. I know. I did it too and it didn't work. No. I used to do it in like the gym in fifth grade and we would all be in the bathroom together with the lights out like screaming. Yeah, because we're a little fucked. <laughs> All right, guys, before we close out, we have our Confession, Confession Corner. Okay, first one. I'm six months sober and I hate it. I'm lying to my friends, family, and therapist. I don't want to be sober. I'm not happy about it. Life is fucking boring without drugs. Nearly every day I crave getting high and spend most of the day sleeping because I'm too depressed to do anything else. I know, I know, I should just pull up my big girl panties and push through the depression, but it's not that easy. I suck. Um, I relate. I get this. So here's the thing about getting sober. You have to cut off about half of your friends. You have yeah. to cut out a lot of your family You have to cut out some relationships. You have to not go out for a long time. So like you can't party. You can't go to bars anymore. And your friends, especially if you're at the 20, early 20 age. Like I got sober at 27, 6, 7, 27. But I tried for a while before that to get clean. But I felt like I was always missing out on stuff. And thank God I had a huge young people's network But like, yo, it fucking sucks in the beginning because 
you almost have to like lock yourself in your house yeah and not socialize and it's boring as fuck especially right. when you're trying to sleep you can't sleep you're wired so like i understand and like cutting out half of your friends is fucking torturous but those people are not supposed to be in your life if they can't handle you when you're sober right and also i think that like the drugs just mess with your brain chemistry yep so it takes like i would well i mean took me I like three to four months to start sleeping again regularly yeah that's what somebody i know said and they said that like it takes like a full year for your brain to be rewired yep. and that's if you don't relapse like yep. you know so yeah but i would say just keep Stick pushing through, through it, it. And if you it need to go better yeah like a psychiatrist and get put on like prozac to at least like balance you out like something do it i was on some antidepressant when i got sober just because my brain was so fucked up but i was also in the psych ward for a while too so they put me on it but like i don't know it kind of balanced me out but i again we're not recommending that the only thing that i'm gonna say is keep pushing on and it's gonna get a lot better and my life at eight years sober is so fulfilling and like now i can go out i go to clubs like alex and i fucking rage yeah we go to dance <laughs> clubs <laughs> like yep. maybe i don't like go to a bar and just drink and sing fucking piano man but right. like who the fuck You're wants to do that anything. shit anyway you really yeah, not like and not for nothing you're gonna be way more depressed if you keep going down the path that you're on yeah person because it's just what is it they say it leads to jail institutions or, or death. death so take this type of depression now yeah and save yourself the heartache later and putting your family through all that shit yeah and like being at a bar while these fucking tool bags are singing sweet caroline is not fun yeah so, sweetheart you ain't missing shit yeah not to mention that it's a fucking pandemic so you couldn't go out anyway right so use this time to like find a hobby and yeah i don't know and enjoy and it gets better i promise because i remember being there and i was like i'm so bored but it just and and I threw myself into work, so that helped me. Anyway. Right. On a lighter note, yep. this person lied about having a miscarriage for attention when they were 16. Oh, shit. Pretty much what the title says. I was very mentally ill. I thought that if I could make my boyfriend at the time feel sorry enough for me, he wouldn't notice how toxic I was and would stay. Glad I was wrong, though. It forced me to reevaluate myself and become a better person, but I do regret it all the time. Listen, you're, you're, you were 16. You were 16. I've laid about having abortions before for money. That's a really good idea. Right? I got like 500 bucks from this fucking loser for crack back in my day. <laughs> That's really smart. <laughs> I've never been pregnant and I've never had an abortion. <laughs> but I like fucking gave him the guilt trip and I was like, I need money for an abortion. <laughs> I love how they just give it to you. No questions asked. Yeah. Yo, they didn't want to have a kid with me. <laughs> well, fuck even... them then. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I couldn't even like make myself breakfast back then. <laughs> All right. <coughs> Another one. I'm terrified of sex, but also extremely curious. I've had opportunities over the years. I'm 23 now, but whenever I start doing anything, I panic. It's gotten to the point where I considered I'm considering seeing an escort and explaining my situation. Maybe it'll help me figure out if it's the emotional aspect or the physical aspect that's messing me up. We've said it once. We'll say it again. Fuck a prostitute yes. if you're worried about 
sex. Exactly. Take it'll take the edge off. Kick back a few shots. Like, dude, it's not that serious. It's not that serious. If I wonder you if fuck this up, was a guy or a girl that wrote in. I guess says twenty three. I guess a guy. Because what, I guess, no, there are male escorts. I don't escorts. know. There's a lot of male escorts around there, and they're pretty hot, a lot of them, I think. Probably. I feel like the male escorts are like Chippendale status yeah. style people, where the female ones are like... Sea hags. Sea hags, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, then they're just hookers. The escorts <laughs> exactly. are the ones that like look like they're going to a business meeting. And, they and go those are like you at the thousands hotel. of dollars worth of money. Yeah. They're a lot of money. So no, if the podcast doesn't take off, then we're we just going to be escorts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, though, that is such an amazing idea. Fuck an escort. Fuck a prostitute. If you're worried about sex, hire them. They know what they're doing. They're professionals. Yep. You can tell them your worries and they can guide you and give you lessons. And they'll and like, never judge you because look at them. Right. And not for nothing, but like the longer you wait, you're already 23. The longer yeah. you wait, the worse it's going to get. And then you're going to look like the 40-year-old virgin. Yeah, you won't, You don't want to be 30 years old going in there for the first time. Yeah. And then like jizzing in your fucking pants before you even pull them down. You might as well go to Jesus camp and find someone at that point exactly. who's also a virgin. Exactly. Or you can go there. Yep. Yeah. So choices. Prostitute. Prostitute now. Jesus camp later. <laughs> pick your poison man we vote the prostitute yes they know what they're doing oh double list go on double list too but that's for couples right that's for everything oh that's for random hookups too oh okay and you never have to see the person again so you're not emotionally invested right so if you don't want to pay just go on double list and there's a bunch of freakos on there that just want random hookups that's a good idea yeah (coughs) sorry guys i have coronavirus (laughs) you're never gonna have to pay you're never going to have to see them again and you could block them afterwards and just get your like fucking perfect. Yeah. You could even end up like Nut. with a couple like Claude that are loaded and maybe yes. like extort them or yes. something. Yes. And drive their Ferraris. Yeah. Yes. So good idea. We're so smart. I know. We should really be psychologists. God damn it. I mean, it. I have a fucking degree in it, but I'm not doing anything we with it. We should really, really take our fucking sex podcast to the next level and help people solve their lives. Yeah. We we really do have good advice. All right, guys, last one for the night. I broke into my neighbor's house and switched my broken PlayStation with his. When the new PlayStation 2 Slim came out, me and my neighbor both got one. After a couple of months, my PlayStation stopped reading games and was useless. One day when playing video games at my neighbor's house, I noticed that his PlayStation looked identical to mine. So the next day when no one was home, I broke into his house and switched the two consoles. I still feel really bad about it to this day because his parents were really poor and worked super hard to pay for that. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) whatever the only thing that we can say is like i don't know donate to like charity to fix your sins yeah that's about it but otherwise let it go you were probably like 11 yeah things happen when you're a fucking kid do you know how many slim gyms i stole from the fucking deli when i was like a kid (laughs) like you're a kid man move on with your life i feel like i was like a klepto kind of when i was i was a total klepto 
I don't know why. Like, the fuck did I get out of that? Oh, my mom got pissed because she would see me with, like, really expensive things at, like, 16 years old. Like, hanky-panky underwear that's, like, $35 a fucking thong. How the fuck are you affording this? Sorry. (laughs) Whoopsie. Sax doesn't have censors. (laughs) Or, like, the King Cullen candy bar. Like, there was, like, a literally, like, a, a row of candy and King Cullen and we would just like shove our backpacks full of it. Whatever. I think when you're a kid that just comes along with it. And you always think you're invincible. Like, oh, I'm not going to get caught. Right. And then the one day that I did not go and shoplift with my friends. They got caught. They all got caught. Oh my God. And they got printed and they got mug shots at fucking the local Macy's or wherever the fuck they went. Oh shit. I I had a friend that got like attacked by like the security guard at the mall yeah stealing from claire's we were kids i wasn't there but yeah she got like you know taken into the office or yep. whatever. i got fired from a job once at william sonoma by stealing a cookbook <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have money i was in college and i worked there part-time in like the How back office because they were checking bags on the way out i oh. guess since it was christmas time yeah maybe they saw me on camera i don't fucking know but i stole a rachel ray cookbook from my roommate and they fucking caught me and they're like all right you're fired i, and give like, us the I don't even bag. know how this got in here <laughs> so i had to call my parents like i got fired from william sonoma oh my for stealing God. my roommate lauren a cookbook <laughs> oh god and on that note (laughs) stay in school don't do drugs kids yeah and don't shoplift guys (laughs) have your friends do it for you exactly we used to make my one of my cousins steal everything for us when we were went to uh ocean city we would be like oh so and so get that for me get that for me and she would just take it she didn't give a fuck she doesn't give a fuck no she still to this day she doesn't care she stole. we went to the ice cream parlor in the hotel every night at that hotel that we were staying at in ocean city and the next day they're like you guys aren't allowed in here anymore we're like what and they're like someone stole a tip jar oh, we're shit. like no we didn't so we're like okay who took it like looking because there's like six of us and we are all denying it so like Guys, I'm not kidding. 12 years later, she goes, yo, remember the tip jar in Ocean City? I took it. Meanwhile, we had our parents come in there and scream at the workers. for like accusing us and stuff. Well, I'm not going to lie. When I was a drunk asshole, I used to steal all the tips off of the bar. My friend does that. I did that. I would come home with extra money. Like... If I was with a guy or whatever and he would buy drinks and then he would live a tip, I'd swipe the fucking fiber yeah, off whatever. the bar. Yeah, one of my friends did that. That was hilarious. And oh, then they saw the her. They're like, oh, we're watching you. Time. The worst is one of my girlfriends and I, we were younger. We were in college and we all go out to dinner on Fire Island or lunch or whatever it was. And... Um, so we all pay and we leave a tip for the waiter. And like, I had hooked up with the waiter. Next thing you know, we all are walking out and we see my friends stealing the fucking tip that we just left for the waiter. Oh my God. And we're like, girl, you just stole the tip that we left. It's not like some random dude left it. Right. Like she stole our money. We're like, yo, put the fucking Jesus Christ. She hates that story today. She gets so mortified by it because she like 
tries to be a better person today, but yeah. we were all scumbags as kids. Oh my God. Well, you live and you learn. Look at us now. Um, and Alex's cousin, the one that she was talking about, still does that shit. I come over here for her birthday and Alex is like, hide your purse. She's here. <laughs> <laughs> so you made me put my purse in your bedroom. Yeah, because I never know. Like, you never know. She's got the backpack ready to fucking She, had the, she wouldn't put a backpack down that night. I was like, you put the fucking backpack down and what is in it? <laughs> The tip jar from the yeah. ice cream parlor. Seriously. <laughs> Backpack queen strikes again. Oh, my God. All right, guys. Uh, we are... We're spiraling. <laughs> it's election anxiety. And I don't know what else. So we will see you fuck faces next week. Thank you for tuning in and follow us on social media. Disappointed Burr. but not surprised. Burr. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised.